Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 201 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking your pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined by a man who is uh, absolutely going to keep it brief, he's going to keep it intense, but he's going to keep it interesting. That's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, good, Robbie, mate. Look, look. Let's keep it brief. Let's. We start with what the 2016 Grand Final. Just uh, work, sounds good to up, me with the Bulldogs. Liam oh, Picken, no, where he got knocked on. out. Now he's now he's suing the Ooh. AFL. Yeah, we can talk Ooh. about the 2016. That's a short story. Yeah, very short story. Unfortunately. Well, speaking of heroes, yeah, I I had a uh, opportunity to feel like a bit of a hero this week. Actually, right. Okay, yeah, tell I, me about I mean, your hero mongering. I mean, with with it, you know, and and you, it's right there in the title of the podcast. Yeah, we particularly stole your heroicism, heroics, oh, heroics, yeah. don't we? Often on the show, you know, the super vet Robin, that sort of thing. But uh, had a uh, uh, had a neighbour um, uh, come in, uh, ring the doorbell, front doorbell, you know, just what time? Uh, what time are we talking, Lewis? Oh, look. Morning, I think it was morning. Morning, I was in the shower, so it must have been morning. Right, and okay. uh, got, got a little bit of a, a video doorbell, one of those sort of those, those ones where you record what's going on. And yep, um, so I was in the shower, heard the doorbell, thought, well, I can't quite get it, and and uh, just reviewed, oh, who was it? Oh, okay, it's if the neighbor down the road. Now, look, you know, love our neighbors, get along well with the neighbors, but there's some neighbors that like you probably got this too that uh. Uh, that you don't normally knock on each other's doorbell, you know. Correct. There's not yes. yet. There's some neighbours yep across the road, a few that yep go and say good day, know them quite well, you know, sh- give them, give them some um, sugar, you know, cup yeah, of sugar, sugar, yeah, cup of sugar, sh- you well, know, maybe ooh, some lemons. Don't know about sugar. You don't want to give sugar <laughs> to your neighbour. I am your neighbour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> give me lemons, some sugar. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe bake a cake and give them yes. a cake. That's sort of thing. Yep. anyway. So there's neighbour down the road and um. Look, she has got a, a dog, and right. uh, and I thought, mm, yeah, she's probably you know like uh, yeah, she's probably at the door. There's probably an issue with her dog. She did, did seem a little bit frantic. Anyway, you know, got, I got to be busy. I ended up um, in the shower. Yeah, well, get get busy. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Getting busy with it. Nah, 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 nah. Isn't that a song something? Anyway, and uh, so it was a quick shower. Yeah, good, busy good, or yeah. not? Busy or not? Very quick. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've got a young family. They might yes. walk in. Yeah, they yep. don't want to see. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah, on. yeah. It's a quick show. Yeah, de- de- definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you do your manscaping at another time. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, and so I was. I went for a walk. I thought, oh, it's a beautiful day. I get on the beach, go for a walk. You know, have my headphones on, listen to podcasts. Yep. Love, love a bit of a walk. It's really nice. And uh, and then um, I totally forgot about the neighbour. And then Deb rings me and says, oh. So and so from down the roads just just uh, just popped in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, forgot forgot that. Yeah. Um, look, unfortunately, you know, they've they're looking after their son's dog. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a you know fourteen year old Labrador. Oh right. Yeah, and it's collapsed. And I was oh, oh yeah. So yep. in my head, I'm like, well, you know what you're thinking? I'm, I'm thinking, well, yep. Potentially, there's my 
day gone. gone. Not that I don't yep. want to help a neighbour out. That's fine. No, no. Oh, happy to do that. But uh, no vision. You know, yes, they, they rang all the vets and no vets will do house calls in the area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now they are a vet. They do come to see me with their little puppy. So, you know, sort of like, all right, well, um, yeah, they've rung the vets and they've rung a mobile vet. They could only come till five o'clock. And I thought, yep. oh, yeah, okay. It's a bit Classic. dicey if it's, yeah. yeah. Yep. And yeah, so in my head, I'm thinking, well, this is not, you know, older dog collapsed. You're sort of thinking, yeah, not, not ideal. You know, yep. they're worried it's had a stroke. I'm like, well, yeah, mm. you know, yep. Okay. Uncommon, but yep. You yep. know, there are other things I'm thinking of collapsing, you know, you know, severe arthritis. Blah, blah. Anyway, so I was sort of, Deb, oh, I've got a bit on today, Deb. And Deb being the lovely wife convinced me that it was a neighborly thing to do. So on my way back from a walk, dropped in and, um, and, you know, oh, I was ha- happy to help them. And you know, I opened the front door and walked in and looked at the dog. And without even examining it, I've gone, your dog's going to be fine. Vestibular disease. Exactly. Geriatric well, vestibular did, disease. Yep. Didn't I feel like a yep. hero? Perfect. Yep. From from across the room, no examination, yep. just looked at the dog going, that's geriatric vestibular disease. And the, Head tilt, the, the, the owner's curly gone, eyes. The owner's gone. Oh yes, that's what we thought. It's it's no good, isn't? I was like, no, no, no. That's this actually is right. one of the best diagnoses an older dog can ever have. Yeah, is geriatric vestibular disease, which to the to the listener out there is a condition that older dogs get. Like Robbie said, they get flicking of their eyes and a bit of a head tilt. They're unsteady on their feet. Mm. Maybe they're vomiting. their balance is gone. Yep. Um, and and that was the case with this. I could see from the distance this the flicking of the eyes, and I was like. Well, haven't I saved an afternoon there? And now I hero with the dog, hey? Perfect. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah. So I said, look, you know, it's debatable how long it'll take to get better. Um, you know, it's usually over a few days. I've seen some dogs last a little, you know, go a little bit longer. Yeah. I said, look, as long as we're eating, as long as we're not vomiting, you can generally manage them at home. Yeah. It's about keeping them safe so they don't bump into things and go down steps and stairs and that sort of thing. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll keep it in this room. And I said, you know, make sure the floorboards are covered with some good thick uh, sort of bedding so that mm. you know, if they're lying down for long periods, they're not getting bed sores or that sort of thing mm. or, or hurting. That. You know, the dog had some arthritis too. You could sort of tell that. And so we sort of discussed about yeah. maybe having a look at that once we were improved. Yes. Um, yep. But, um, but yeah. Not well, there many you go. times when you can just be that hero, I reckon, and, and it was nice to be that. It's um, it, it's literally the one collapsed old dog thing that you can look at and go, mm. okay, yeah, that's a good outcome. But in your head, you're thinking bleeding abdominal tumor, cardiac <laughs> yes. disease, oh yes, um, anemia, uh, you know, mm. um, um, you know, have we had some sort of a metabolic crisis? Mm. Have we been bitten by a snake? Mm. You know, we've got all these mm. crazy, crazy weird things that it can be, but at least yes. with that one, you can kind of go, okay, right. Well, this isn't too bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, can, can I tell you about a, um, about a crisis that I didn't solve this week, Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah just love to. to. Just to bring things down a little, a little bit more somber, you know. So oh, yeah. I um, so my oh, uh, okay, first... yeah, sure. Bring it, let's bring I'll be honest with you. It's it's yes. it's not that somber. I'll be perfectly oh, okay. honest with you. I'm using my <laughs> upbeat voice. Um, so uh, on Tuesday, um, uh, first consult of the day, uh, first um, first adult vaccination for this little schnauzer. He's like 15 months old. He's mm-hmm. very, Really lovely dog. You know, not, not, you know, sometimes schnauzers, they don't like vets and they can get a little antsy. This guy loves it. Comes in, wags his tail, eats the treats, all good. So having a bit of a look at this schnauzer, we've done the consult and the guy's gone now, look, I need a little bit of advice. Okay, well, you know, we got five five minutes. Tell me what, what advice can I give you? He's gone, oh, 
look, my dog keeps chewing up the watering system out in the backyard uh, and I want to try and, yeah, what can I do to try and stop that? And I said, I put this big somber look on my face and I said, well, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm afraid I'm not the sort of person, I'm not the vet that can give you any advice on that. He's gone, how come? I said, because my dog's doing the exact same thing. I said, Sage, ripping up the, I haven't oh. turned on my watering system all summer. So, I, so I've had no strawberries this year. I've had bugger all fruit <laughs> because the doctor, she's just walked in now. She's looking at me with her sad little whippet face. Go, Daddy, are you being, are you saying nasty things about me? Yes, I am because you keep chewing up the watering system. So I said, yeah, look, I'm sorry. I can't give you any advice on that. because I can't sort it out myself. I said, here's some things that, that, are, that a better vet than me, Dr. Lewis Kirkham has said on my podcast. I said, maybe you've got to try and give her something that she can yes, destroy. You know? yes. So um, you, you probably can't see, but I, I have got a um a little uh, heavy duty, uh, low um uh, low profile plastic storage container that I've put some dirt in out there for Sage. And so we've been burying little bones yep. in there and mm-hmm. putting a couple of her toys in and trying to put it over the top of the biggest hole to try and stop her from digging that. So she goes in there and she chews her little biscuits and she pulls it. Here she comes in. Here comes Sage for a <laughs> look at that. Oh, she's got to just melt in her wouldn't. Mouth. She wouldn't chew up anything at Not all. Not at all. No, would you, Sage? Um, oh, and and so sweetie. so she she grabs the toys and she does the you know she grabs her little things, and then still digs a hole in another part in the backyard. <laughs> So, you know, we're, we're, who knows? So the Rome wasn't built in a day and hopefully we can get her sorted out before the landscaping gets done. And then she turns a new landscape backyard into a, uh, a pocked marked post-apocalyptic war zone. <laughs> have you thought of, uh, have you thought of in that bucket you've got with the, yes. the, the sand and the soil and have you thought of putting a watering system into the bucket perhaps like actually spend hours doing it. Yeah. Don't don't just don't just shove bits of piping in there, but really, you know, make it intricate and yes. like you've yep. spent a long time doing. I reckon that's a guarantee that she'll go for it. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, but I had actually thought, well, maybe I should just, because she's also ripped up the fairy lights that we've spoken about in a bit of previous <laughs> podcast. So I've been slowly going through trying to chop those out from the um the uh, the jasmine that's been growing amongst it for the mm. 18 months before the Destructicon came in and actually started <laughs> ripping holes in it all. And I thought, maybe I should just put little bits of those in there too, because she wants to try and get them, but it's always then that risk of foreign bodies. So, mm. you know, if, well, you well, know that explains the little glow that I saw coming from her stomach then, just as uh, Christine was holding her up to the camera. So Absolutely. Very yeah. nice. Yes. I'd, I'd hate to x-ray her abdomen and see just how much indigestible stuff is sitting inside of her stomach. I look forward to the day when she does actually vomit once and see what actually comes out. Which, speaking of vomiting, um, so uh, you know how Mondays are usually pretty busy in vet clinics, Lewis? You know, Mondays are usually a little bit little bit dynamite. That, that's so we, why I don't work them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a tip for young players, Yes. Um, so, so we had a typical busy Monday already booked in and then, um, a consult booked in dog vomiting since Friday. Okay. Righty. You know, three, three year old Grudel. Um, and I said, right. Yeah. It's a foreign body until proven otherwise. So Christina mm. saw it in a consult and she said, oh, you know, I can't feel anything, but you know, the dog's really quiet. I said, yeah, no problems. Look, it's a foreign body until we know otherwise took an x-ray. And you know, those number of times where you x-ray dogs abdomens and you can't really see anything. Mm. This time you could see something. It looked oh. like there was a big, long tube of something sitting inside. It's still not not completely radio dense, so not something that showed up as completely white on the X-ray. But yep. there was something there, and big dilated loops. And so I said, "Yeah, yeah, look, get on the phone to the owner. This dog's got to go in for surgery." So 
we chucked that into the mix on our busy, busy uh, Monday and went in and removed a big, huge, long sock that had that was embedded in the small intestine. Ooh. And so because the dog had started vomiting on Friday, it had been just slowly meandering its way through and until it got lodged there. And, um, you know, I think we've spoken about foreign bodies in the past on the podcast. I think it was episode something. And Lewis will jump in there later on and go and find out exactly which one it is. <laughs> listen, you're just going to have to go and listen to them all and find out which one. But um, the really hard part is then working out well, what do you do to this intestine? So you're in there. And so I was looking at it and so well, this intestine's really, really bruised, but I could see that it was still trying to work. So when I cut the, the sock out, so I had Sean there with me as the as my as my pair of you know tongs holding onto the intestines for oh, me. So, I thought you were saying he was doing the anal glands at the same time. At, at the other end, he was trying yeah, to he was trying to get that the big long finger experience. up there, trying to trying to push it out the other way. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so I said right, you, let's cut it out. And you hold onto the intestine, and we'll see whether it looks like it's going to start to work. Because if it if we couldn't then close it over as one little hole. If we had to do what we call an anastomosis, where you cut out a section of the intestine, stitch it together they're always more dicey where potentially you're going to have breakdown because you've got to try and, you know, you've got, to, you've got potential for compromised blood supply, so more in chance of infection, which can cause a catastrophic peritonitis or an infection in the abdomen afterwards. So very, we very, out- very similar to the uh, the watering system in your backyard, mate, where the teeth marks have been ch- cunt, yes. uh, 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 chewed, chewed out. You just got to reattach it together again. Never oh, quite as strong as the original part. A wonderful analogy and where the water leaking out just will um, help to um, have a very well-watered garden. Um, the, the water <laughs> leaking out of the intestine is usually full of bacteria and will then kill good. the dog. So, um, so there was, so we got, we're getting a little bit of movement and you could see the pulsing, pulsing of those arcuate blood vessels. And I thought, oh, Sean, I, I think we're going to leave it. And he said, really? And I said, yes, we're going to leave this. We are going to, you know, we're going to leave it because I think this intestine's going to be okay, but you never know. We're just going to have to try it and it's either going to work or not work. So we stitched up our little hole, lavage the hell out of it and stitch it up. And I said to the owner, look, Every 24 hours we get from here is going to be uh, mm. you know, more likely that we're going to be winning. But until we get to five to seven days out, my heart is going to be in my throat of thinking, is it, have we done the right thing or not? But if we had have cut it out, then you're going to have an increased risk of problems because so much of that intestine was damaged because this thing had been dragging through there for three days. Oh, now, look, I think we're better off do, doing this and seeing how we go. Well, is it one of your long white socks like you wear with your, your shorts and your sandals there, mate? Is that, was that what it was we're looking at there? Even one longer long than ones. that. We're talking Whoa, knee, knee, high. Knee, knee high elastic style Whoa. socks, wow. mate. So, so oh, yeah. yeah, very, very good on a knee warming. I think it might have even been like from uh, from the 80s, like from a, um, a flash dance video, some, oh. something like that. Yeah, Leg warmers um, attached as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then as far as an update on the dog, so I saw it on Wednesday and was eating and pooing, which is always a good sign. Yeah, as we've said on the podcast before, gastrointestinal tracts are tubes. So if something's going in one end and it's coming out the other, then that's a good sign. Um, and so five days out today and dog's still doing okay. Oh, I think so you're going to be okay. I'm, I'm optimistic, Lewis, that when I see this dog on Tuesday after our long, hol- long public holiday weekend, that I think the dog's going to be doing all right. So, Thank goodness for that, because my goodness, I've been been sort of stewing on that for a few days. 
Excellent. What a hero. There you go, mate. Both heroes this week. We can both be heroes, yes. Interesting. Yeah, had uh, just a, 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 uh, I had a, a similar sort of dog, an oodle, come in um, uh, in the consult room, and I was talking to the owner, and I, I sort of yeah, had, a, had a bit of a, a pododermatitis. So dermatitis right, yes. on one of its foot feet. Yep, and, one of its uh, foot. Yeah, footsies, um, and uh, we sort of talked about treatment, some uh, do some washes and some shampoos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I said, look, it'd be really good if it didn't lick the foot between mm. treatments. I think the licking's probably doing a bit more damage, you know, where it's irritating, etc. Said, oh, I said, look, I, I think you know, have you got Elizabeth Cole? Oh, it doesn't like those. All right, why don't we put a sock? Let's put a sock on that foot, um, so we can't sort of lick it. He said. It's already had four surgeries here to remove socks at various times. So, right. We're no not sock. doing a sock. No. No sock. So, no. Yeah. No, no socks. It'd, today. it'd be no. easier to take the foot off if the if the foot gets so inflamed <laughs> yes. rather than putting a sock on the yes. foot. Yeah. Yes. Let's not let's let's not do that. I said, Oh, that's right. You're that dog. I had forgotten. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. um, and, and it's times like that, Lewis, that you know, um, and, and here's another good uh, a good patent that we can put on here. So this is absolutely exclusive to Vets Talk Pets. If this works, nobody else can steal the idea. How about an Elizabethan collar for the foot? You know, so just like a nice little flared, you know, apparatus that you put down around the ankle. So then that way the dog can't actually lick, but it can still put its foot down when it walks. Ooh, like a frill-necked lizard, but in reverse around the foot. Yes, a frill-footed lizard. A frill-footed dog. A frill-footed dog, yes. <laughs> like, clown, like clown pants, Lewis. You know where yeah. I'm going with this, oh. you know. John oh, Travolta style. Like we, spoke, we spoke about John Travolta in the very first episode, oh, and we're bringing it all the way we? back again for Aren't 201. It, Some lovely flared pants might help to protect that foot. Oh, that's a great idea, mate. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. I reckon, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, I reckon we could try no, and make that work. Yeah, exactly. You can get it on the Etsy store if you go to. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll make I'll make it out of uh, out of some you know um, a v- vegan friendly calico or something as some compostable material that that you can then just you know, bury in your garden in your in with your watering system when your dog stops chewing it up. <laughs> Mate, made out of pleather, you reckon? Bit of leather. Leather. What's pleather? I think it's a take on plastic and leather. Pleather. Right. Does, does that come out of the same uh, the same animal that, that um Facon comes from? <laughs> nice. Anyway, What's that made of? Anyway, do, do, all right, we move do, 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 do on. Know, do you know what, yeah, do you know where Facon isn't in? Facon isn't in delicate care food. Yeah, you because know, no, there's there's nothing not. fake in delicate care food, Lewis. No, it's 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 all it's all what it says on the packet. There's no faking. No, excellent. How big? I had a catch up with uh, Andre from Delicate Care this week down uh, last excellent. week down in Hobart. Just uh, oh, right. up nice and, one. And uh, things are going great guns with the Delicate Care brand. Um, yeah, good. Got, of course, he he was uh, reminding me that they've also got the Cherish. Cherish of the brand. So if yes. you're not, you haven't got any specific sort of, uh, you Problems, know, you don't need issues, any dental, dietary, yep. Yeah, skin or stomach issues with your pet, you can go down to your local pet store yep. and ask them for the Cherish brand, which is the same quality ingredients, mm-hmm. just at an affordable price and, and yes. not spec- uh, specific for any sort of medical or veterinary conditions that, that we might be using the food for. So go and check out the Cherish brand as well. Just a good old-fashioned, what it says is in the packet, made in Australia, pet food. Mm. What a great what a great option to, to have. Yes. yes. And, of course, big thank you to our, our Zilkin. Speaking of pet stores and yes. that sort of thing, 
They've uh, they have launched a a new medium and large dog chews, which are now available in uh, in some of your your more well known perhaps pet stores. Right. Okay. Um, so so you don't have to go down to your vet now to get the get the Zilkeen. Um, uh, of course, we've still got the capsules at our at, at clinics as well, but you yep. can get a chew now as well. So right. um, so get down and uh, get out the mild anxiety lowering medication. Um, you know, uh, really good for, you know, perhaps if you're going on a bit of a trip with your pet yes, and you, you're wondering how they're going to cope, um, well, definitely uh, get them into a bit of Zilkin about a week or so beforehand and then during the trip and then perhaps a week to settle into the new premises. Yeah. I was talking to a client this week whose dog gets quite worked up when the grandkids come around Ooh. and, and, and I said, well, my goodness, do, do we have something to, for you to try, but I don't want to try anything that's going to bomb it out or change its character or anything. I said, well, do I really, really have something for you then? Let's have a try of some Zilkeen. And yeah. we've walked through it and they've taken it home. And hopefully that helps to reduce that dog's anxiety when the grandkids come around and just do what grandkids do. I'm sure it will, mate. And how's that spider bite going you had on the fovea, the light treatment? Oh, yeah. yeah all healed up now. It's great. Wow. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. All, all, all healed up. The skin's healed up. I've got to, I've, I've still got to um, submit all my photos from it. That's on my, <laughs> on my to-do yes. list. It's, um, it's, it's, it's very close to the top of my to-do list, vet, you know, that, um, yeah, I Good. promise it's, it's on there, but yeah, we are, you know, so we donned the yellow glasses and put yeah. the, yeah, put, put the magic gel on and did the electric boogaloo and the dogs tolerated it really, really well. You know, there yeah. was no pain associated no, with it painful. or anything like no. that so uh so yeah it was uh you know it seemed to be a uh yeah, a very interesting uh interesting time had by all fantastic all right and also big thank you to our patreon supporters uh we do appreciate you guys um and um and speaking of uh sort of patreon we have got a letter oh. from a a from a and listener a listener a listener a, Good. our listener and, our, um, our, so our listener. Our so listener, listening to both. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so maybe we do the disclaimer and then we can go through this letter. Oh, I'd love with... to, mate. Let me just quickly pull up the disclaimer because I oh, haven't right. Here we go. All me... advice on this show is generally nature, hey. so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet. Do our best to provide the most up-to-date information because veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. And because he's a real vet, we can't show you his face on television. Lewis, tell us about the letter. Very good. Now we are on a short uh, schedule today, aren't we? So we will run through this one from We're keeping Talia, it tight and intense. From Talia, this is this is Talia. It's entitled "Random Question." Oh, beauty! Yeah, excellent right. question yeah. without notice. Ran yeah, random. Now we we've been vets for a long time. I don't think we get random questions anymore. Not usually. We've had oh, it you before. Think, you think we've heard it all? We've seen it all. Yep. You know, we've yep. been everywhere, man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ah. Uh, yep. Everything. Yeah, right. I've been down the street, seen the geriatric vestibular disease. I'm the, I'm a hero. We've all done a it. Hero. Yeah, absolutely. Hero, exactly. Okay. Hey, I have a bit of a strange question. Again, Perfect. we've been vets for a while. You know, I'm just trying to fill Amazes. a little bit in, fill yes. in a little bit of time. No, I'm not. Okay. Make us deaf, feel. Make us feel something, Talia. We want to feel something. My deaf dog Lily, who is a 12 month old French bulldog, has decided she hates our cats. Right. Okay. Well, that's not so strange. She no. will chase, growl, and snarl at them when they come near her. It's especially bad if we're having dinner and the cats into the room, or if one of the cats comes for a cuddle and she's next to us. She's not allowed to eat our food and always feed her before we eat. We have decided that when we eat, she'll be separated from us, as sometimes she does it to our other dog as well. Mm. She has severe anxiety as it is and does take medication. 
However, the jealousy around the cats and sometimes their other dog is becoming a problem. I do think the major trigger is that she's possessive of me as she doesn't tend to do it when my partner is home alone with her and the other animals. She's sometimes really good and remove herself from the situation. However, sometimes she snaps. So a bit unpredictable. That's a bit concerning. I'm struggling to find a solution. I've tried giving her treats when the cat's around to try and teach her that if she's nice to them, she will get treats. However, I'm kind of at a loss as to what else to do. We tried crate training under supervision from our vet. However, due to her extreme anxiety, it ended up being extremely stressful for all involved. I no longer take her to work with me and try and give her alone time. I definitely coddled her more than I should have when she was a puppy because of her increasing list of health concerns. However, now I'm struggling to undo the damage I have done. Firstly, you haven't done anything. I don't think coddling, there's no link between coddling and issues later on. Um, it's a little bit of a link between if we had a lot of health concerns and maybe we've been to the vet clinic a little bit mm. more than usual puppy, potentially, maybe. But uh, Talia, definitely not your fault. So don't don't feel like you've damaged uh, Lily in any way. We've tried removing situational triggers as much as possible, such as if she's sleeping or trying to sleep and another animal steps on her, she will growl and get snappy. However, being depth, 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 she's alive, yep. but she's deaf. Yes. She obviously doesn't respond to verbal corrections. Any ideas are very welcome. Long-winded story, sorry. Oh, no. We're very no, good with long-winded stories. That is yep. what we're about. <laughs> Massive fan of the podcast. Oh, thanks. Thank Tyler. you very much. That. Definitely gives me a good laugh on my daily drive to work. Nice. Thank you. And I've actually learned a lot that I can incorporate into my studies. I'm currently starting to become a vet nurse. If possible, though, it'd be really nice if you could put a little bit more of Deb on the show because Perfect. it's been a yep. hundred or so episodes since I've heard her. Thanks again, Talia from Queensland. Australia. Hey, thank you very the sunshine much. State. Wow, that's huge. So there's a lot going on there. Yes, a lot to take in, and and difficult for me to give specific advice. You know, with with a lot of things going on. I guess my concern is there's some aggression that's going on there that seems to be what we'd call possessive or resource guarding mm -hmm. aggression. I was thinking that, resource, yeah, yeah. Now that may be around the sleeping area, potentially, potentially the couch potentially uh, Atalia herself. Mm. Um, it's interesting to say that it doesn't occur when the, the partner is alone. Now, that can be a couple of things. It could be, yeah, the dog's not as attached to the partner. Sorry if he's listening. Yeah. They are listening. <laughs> um, uh, but if... Um, uh, but also be good to perhaps get a video, just set up a little video of the interaction between the partner and maybe he, they are just a are little they, more yeah, yeah. standoffish or, or whatever it might be, maybe just a bit, bit different. So yeah. anyway, so that's sort of, so, so the difference with it is it seems to be unpredictable as well, which makes it a little bit more dangerous, but often when we really analyze these things, we can find sort of some areas. commonality. Yeah. yeah, that are that are really situational triggers, as you put there, Tyler, as well. So what we tend to try and do is probably the first thing I try and do is is avoidance is a big part of it that that uh that we work on sort of early on. So trying to make sure that when we're sleeping in a spot that we can't be disturbed mm. um by by other uh, other pets or people. Um, to make safe when we're fed, we're fed in a separate room. It sounds like you're sort of doing that a little bit. Um Allowing cats to have access to where they are, but they 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 got uh, elevated areas so they can yep. be safe and run up scratching posts and up onto shelves and that sort of thing, so they can watch what's going on. Um, 
and difficult add, add in there if you if, if uh, you know Lily is deaf. Well, Lily is deaf, obviously, <laughs> not if, yeah. but yeah. Lily is deaf, and also got some anxiety too. There's a lot of difficult sort of things. You have got a busy house. You got lots of cats, lots of dogs. There's a lot lot going on. So specific advice is really difficult. Um, some things that can sometimes help these deaf dogs is, is a vibrating collar. Oh, so so not a shock collar, no, uh, not an electric an e collar or electric, but but it's a remote controlled vibrating collar just to get their attention. Yeah. So and you can use that. Often it's good to work with a good dog trainer to use that. Um, in that you you use it to get their attention. So you'd start training them when the, when it buzzes with the remote, you just give them a food reward, yep. buzzer with the remote. And so they learn to actually look to you when you yep. press the buzz buzz button um, and the collar buzzes um, or vibrates. Uh, it's not an electro, electric collar. Um, and, and that way you can have a little bit of control. Then you can use hand signals and things like that, telling them what, what you, what you want to do. You do need a specific area for the dog to go to, that's their area that they can settle on. So mm-hmm. going to a, a bed or something like that, and possibly you might need to consider a tether in that situation too. So a tether can be yeah, like a D ring into the wall or the floor, or even just as a stopgap to try it out, uh, just hooked under the, the leg of a, a couch or the something. The leg of like the couch. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So we're still near you guys. We're not in the crate situation, which sounds like that's quite stressful. Um, that can help too. Um, Hey Lewis, um, as yeah. a yeah, as a as a um a, a thought without a, without notice. Um, so you know, obviously for um for Lily going into the full crate has been the thing that's obviously kicked off a lot of her anxiety. Is there anything there where you could like slowly start to like put up one wall at a time? Like yeah, you know, so say you had a bed, and if you were going to have her tethered into a into a spot, or even not tethered, but just here's your bed with your little area. Could you put up like a little partition, like underneath the bed, to say, right, well, here's here's just one wall, and once you're tolerating with that, then we can put another wall over the over the over the other side, and just slowly, almost like you know, sort of Lego build it up, so that then suddenly she's getting this little area, even if it doesn't have a roof on it or anything, just so then that way she's got right. Well, if I come into my bed, I know I've got a wall on either side of me and a wall behind, but nothing above, and then nothing can come and sneak in. Is that I, know, I just literally the idea just popped into yeah. my head? Like, oh, is that oh a, certainly. Certainly, it's any any sort of crate training. It depends on the dog, but it does need to be really gradual. And often we yeah. use a. Sometimes, if you've got a big airline crate, you take the top off it and just use the bottom of it. You know, yep. just to get them used to going to the bed area, food rewards. But there are, uh, without seeing sort of Lily, there are dogs that just for whatever reason just can't handle crate training, yeah, just gotcha. can't handle that yeah. confinement. And so that worries me that you know, perhaps we've got some severe anxiety there. Perhaps we've got some separation anxiety as well. Be good to know what our behavior is like when, when Tali goes to work. So mm-hmm. a video of that uh, too. But look, really, it's very hard for me. You know, be good to know what medication we're on because maybe an adjustment of medication certainly sounds like that might help because a lot of the stuff we're talking about does seem like underlying anxiety, mm. anxiety of approach of cats to uh, a preferred person or a preferred space, anxiety approaching a sleeping area, um, you know, that sort of thing. So maybe some anxiety medication might help. So what I would suggest actually is uh, going onto the Google machine, uh, searching f- uh, for ANZCVS, so Australian New Zealand College of Veterinary Scientists, Veterinary Behaviour Chapter, 
and then clicking on that. And they've got a list of, of, of veterinary behaviors or, you know, uh, members in animal behavior like myself. People have, people have done further studies yeah. in animal yeah. behavior. And yeah. those that are in Queensland, there's some really great people up in Queensland. There's Bronwyn, there's Cam Day, um, uh, there's Neela Graham. There's, there's a whole stack of people, uh, Richard Seymour. There's a whole lot of those guys up there that just depends on the area you're in. Mm. But I'd be getting, I'd be getting them involved, getting, if you can come out to your home or go into their, clinic it doesn't really matter yeah um, but getting some really specific advice that's going to help you so so anyone who's got pet problems um, yeah you can certainly um you know go onto that website and check it out for your state yeah cool good one well that's some um, and thank you very much for the letter talia that's um that's excellent so if you've got a question um you've got something you'd like to comment Coming on what on what we've done. You know, how how have you been a pet superhero? Send us an email at two vets talk pets at gmail.com. You can find us on, you know, the the socials and um and what 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 uh social media platform am I on this week, Lewis? Uh I think you're on uh sync, is it sync? Sync sync. sync. Very yeah, good. Yeah, where you can for a few dollars pay someone to wish you a happy birthday from a celebrity. I think it's sync oh. or cameo. It might be cameo. Oh, cameo is still perfect. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe sync as well. It's a new one. Anyway. Excellent. Excellent. All right, guys. I, I, might, I might be on Gumtree next week selling a whippet. So you know, you know, you might find a, <laughs> a 12 month old whippet for sale there. Anyway, thank you very much, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the uh the, the tight, intense uh episode 201. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Bye. Scratch you later. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.